I'll give you the story of uh, this the talk and how it evolved. The starting point was davening Mariv in my kitchen, probably about a month ago. It might have been after the last time that I took a turn here on Sunday night, and um, by the time it was finished, it was a little bit late, and especially because uh, hard to get into some some minyanim. <laughs> so I was davening in my kitchen. And um, I think I was probably up to like Baruch Aleinu. And the thought comes to mind like this. What would the davening be like if I really knew in my heart and in my mind, if I knew clearly that everything that I'm saying here is proper and good and correct and yashuas to come and say before Hashem. If I knew that the words of Shmunesrei were absolutely necessary, they were innately powerful and, and necessary and correct to be said, as opposed to just that I have to davmar to be yitzi, the chiv davmar. I was trying my best to stay awake and try to stay focused and try to remember where I'm up to, you know. But the thought came to mind, what would be if I knew that this is innately proper to say? It would be very different. It would be just like flowing. I wouldn't have to do it or I wouldn't be doing it to fulfill my chiyav in all good sincerity. It would be, oh, this is what a Jew should do. <laughs> if I could, if I knew that, if I knew that this is of necessity, it's, it's innately right that this should be done, that this should be said. I should stand before Hashem and say the words of Baruch Aleinu or the Hoshman Esra. Then the, the actuality of it would not be in order to fulfill to be Yotze, to dispense with my obligation, would be, this is what is supposed to be done. It would be flowing naturally from me if I had that understanding. That was the first thought. The second thought was, I'm not sure if this was B'Shas Meister, maybe later. The second thought was, well, but after all, I do know that to be true. I do know from Sefer Hashem and maybe other good sources that all the mitzvahs of the Torah are only of an innate nature that are all contributing, each one in their own unique, uh, absolutely needed way. Like the morale says, everything in the Torah must be the way it is. It cannot be any other way. And whatever the Chazal or Mesakim is also absolutely needed to achieve the goal of coming close to Hashem, which is Hashem's purpose in giving all the mitzvahs. So I do know that this is really what it is. Of course, I don't understand fully how it's working. Every prat, why it's necessary, of course, there's so much to learn. But the basic concept that this is the fundamental definition of every mitzvah. It is one of the contributing key elements, indispensable elements, to achieve Hashem's goal, His 
loving goal, his goal of his intimate, infinite kindness to give us the maximum good, to come close to him. This is what it is. It's all that's, that's all the mitzvahs are. It has no other purpose, no other meaning, nothing else about it. So, so why taka, why indeed don't I do the mitzvahs that way? That was the next thought. And I'm not the only one that knows this. And it doesn't seem like, uh, you know, this is a very common phenomenon of people doing mitzvahs in this kind of a free-flowing, natural, engaging in that which they know is innately good and innately necessary to achieve, to achieve Hashem's loving purpose. So I thought to myself, probably it's because I'm so preoccupied with the, the com compulsion and the concern and the, 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 the sense of obligation to make sure to be eight in the mitzvah that this has no room to, to surface. It doesn't even enter my mind, even though I do know about it, but there's no way to get in because I'm preoccupied with making sure to be eight. So, that was my assumption. Short, shortly after, I was having a conversation with um, a dear son-in-law of mine, a young one, and uh, I shared some of these thoughts. And he said to me, he thinks that that's not really what's happening by most people. So most people are not really giving much thought at all to what they're doing. They're just basically just going on autopilot. There's very little in life that they actually think about of you know, why they're doing it or what they're doing. It's mostly just habit, wrote, and it goes. So uh, that was a little scary, but um, I took that very seriously. And um, I thought to myself, oh, if that's the case, then we have a very different kind of challenge on our hands. The people's sort of ingrained in nature is just to be acting without thought. So that seems to be, um, you know, quite a challenging situation. But I think then I realized that it may be a blessing in disguise. But the question is, okay, how do we address that? What is the, what, what is the Eitzah for that? Do we have an Eitzah? And we know that this is the problem, you know, going way back in Sosla Sharm, we're describing it, although maybe you can't prove it from the Sosla Sharm to, to this extent, but you know, we know from the Chazanish, the, the, the underlying Kayak uh, of the Eitzahara is just life, letting life run its natural course. So it makes very good sense. A person got in the habit of doing uh, many mitzvahs and saying many brachos and saying uh, many davenings, and it just goes. It's not really a product of much thought at all. So somehow in the course of one of the kaburas, the, uh, in the past it came up and then more recently again came up, the idea of self-awareness, the idea of being aware, being present in the moment. 
And then I was thinking, let's go back to that, that Meyerv in the kitchen. What was really happening there? When I was thinking to myself, how would it be if I would be davening with a real understanding coming from the knowledge of its innate value? But I was contrasting. The way I'm davening now is just because I have to. And I want to be Yitzit. What would be if it would be that way? Or it would be so much better? But there was an awareness. I was aware of the fact that I was davening and trying to do it to be Yitzit the mitzvah and not so satisfied with it. And that's how this machshava came up. So that means that, as we know, there is the kayach in a person to be able to be self-aware while he's doing something to also be conscious of himself and in a sense be observing himself as he's doing what he's doing. So I would like us to try to imagine, try to imagine when we're about to do some mitzvah, or about to say some bracha, where we could envision slowing it down enough. Try to imagine observing ourselves. Try to imagine being aware of that that we are about to do. Try to imagine yourself doing it and also observing yourself doing it at the same time. Or better than, better than that, maybe it's even Kedai to try to do it. Maybe go to the kitchen, pour yourself a drink. Okay, no one's going to do that. But if you could <laughs> make it that real and try to picture the scene of being involved in any mitzvah, action, bracha, davening, any mitzvah, and at the same time, observing yourself as you're involved in doing it. Do you have any idea what that might be like? So I really want to ask all of us to try to imagine it right now. Now, of course, it's not the same as when it's actually happening. But you could, in a certain sense, be aware of yourself coming to this shear, coming to this little chabura, and hoping to hear something helpful, worthwhile, interesting. So you can have an awareness of whatever you're doing right now, which is certainly a very great mitzvah. As Nidbru, <laughs> what great a mitzvah could there be? And seeing yourself involved in it, listening, thinking, and also being aware also be observing yourself while you are doing it. So before we ask any questions, I want to ask everybody to try to engage in this. Try to engage for a moment in the, in the actual present situation or envisioning a situation where you could imagine yourself coming, like Mrs. Sherman says about davening, person should realize before whom is he coming to daven. Has to be aware, I'm coming to daven, I'm coming to stand before Hashem, 
and I'm aware of myself coming to stand before Hashem. Or maybe a, a, a bracha that we say during the course of the day that lends itself to it. Try to envision that experience where you are doing the, the good mitzvah action and you are also conscious of yourself. Well, we'll try to think about this for a couple of seconds. And maybe you'll give me some reaction. I'm going to try to. Right, can I ask you a question about what I'm supposed to be thinking about? You're only trying to be aware of yourself as you are doing some mitzvah action. Now, you could, you could utilize the current situation as you are listening and trying to make sense of what's being said to you. And you can be aware of yourself engaging in this very process right now. Or alternatively, maybe in a simpler form, imagine yourself saying a bracha that you say many times a day and observing yourself as you're about to come to say that bracha and observe yourself as you are saying that bracha. So I'm asking you to imagine yourself doing that mitzvah action and also being the one who is aware of it and observing yourself in that process. I don't know. We look at it. I look at myself pretty positively, which is pretty rare. That was much too fast. Not all of us are ready yet to respond. I've been but, thinking for 10, for a solid 15 seconds. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. Right. But since I was talking, I didn't get a chance yet. So, okay. So, yeah, you have to give me a few seconds. Don't worry, I won't make it wait too long. <laughs> we know the limitations. So Shiva said his father could think about Akasha for two hours straight till he got a headache. They said, I'm starting to do it for a minute. So how long can we think for? A few seconds. It's okay. It's worth a try. Why are we doing this? Okay, <laughs> I think I'm ready to hear um, anybody has anything to share about what they thought or felt at that time. Now, now I, I have to be very clear. The goal of it is not in any way to be analyzing, to try to, you know, check ourselves, are we doing it right? Just to be aware of what we're doing, however we are doing it. Not because it's a chiyiv to do it. It's not because it's a mitzvah to do it. It's just that we have that capacity to be aware of ourselves. And we should uh, experiment and see what could happen when we are aware of the fact that we are now about to come to do this mitzvah, say this bracha. When you say aware, do you mean anything more? Do you mean anything more than as if as if we are outside of our body yes watching exactly. exactly that's exactly it i am the both the performer and i'm also the observer since i so do, I do want to say i do want to I say have, one thing you know go ahead uh i did have 
I did look at myself positively, albeit for like, you know, a couple seconds. And then the default obviously kicked in. You well, how do you explain that? Do you have an explanation for that? Yes. Why would that be? Go ahead. Because it's the same reason when we observe someone else doing something mm -hmm. good, let's say, we observe someone else doing something tov, and mm -hmm. Luyat's servant doesn't hit us in any sort of way that we have to knock it, right? Luyat's servant doesn't hit us. Good, good. We, we, recognize, we recognize the tov, right? Mm -hmm. But by ourselves, the same, it's the same way we have to knock the other person when it's a threat, right? Similarly, within ourselves, right, viewing it positively is also a threat for whatever reason, without getting involved. Therefore, therefore, therefore when you see it from the outside, right, it's just, it's just you, remove it, you, you remove all the, all the garbage. That's all I could say. You can be more, 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 more less judgmental. You can be more removed. I'm just seeing this yid, he's coming. That's not, that's not, yeah, but that's not a little thing. No, no, no I, I, I agree 100%. That's, uh, that's major. Because if we were able to view ourselves that way more, more often, you know, we would probably be, uh, I don't know, it would be different. 100%. Is there anybody uh, have something else to share? Yeah, I do. Okay, please go ahead. I was realizing that in order for me to do it, whatever I was doing, I had to have a, a clear mind. My mind had to be clear of anything else. That was like almost the first step of the self-awareness. And if I was distracted by other things, I wouldn't be able to focus on what I was doing properly. Um, when you say not being able to do what you're doing properly, you mean the observing or you mean the actual... Uh, observing, I could do, but... And you, you being were focused on the, the action. Let's say I was saying Asher uh -huh. So, so okay, I'm ahead, saying Asher Yatsar. Okay, I'm aware I'm just saying that, the bracha. Right, right. But then to have the... You're aware that in order to say the bracha properly, you have to have a clear mind at that time. To focus, right? To focus on what I'm saying. Okay, excellent. Which I think is part of self-awareness, but I guess I think that's what I was trying to think of. Okay. How to get? How to become self-aware? How to how to have a clear mind while you're doing things? That was what was on my mind. Sounds very good. Okay. Um, if, if anybody else needs more time, you know, uh, you could definitely take it. <laughs> you can, you can mute, you can mute the computer, and you could just use it for thinking. It will, will come, will come to you. You know, whenever you're ready. Uh, if anybody has anything else to share, it's most welcome. Now, I'm, I'm very hesitant to I'm share too much because um, I want people to have their own full freedom and natural experience when they do it throughout this coming week in Mitzvah Shem. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that, that um, at times when I wouldn't be self-aware, it, it, it wouldn't be, it, it's not that I'm, so, I'm not self-aware about what I'm doing, it's that I have different intentions in what I'm doing. 
and I'm always self-aware. Just am I self-aware of those intentions, or am I self-aware of the thing of what I'm doing? I'm, I'm sorry, I need it a little bit simpler. Could you try again, like you know, make it easy for me to have as best you I'll can. Say, for for example, like let's say I'm 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 doing a certain uh, action, um, a, a mitzvah, mm-hmm. but not for the sake of the mitzvah, but for 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 other uh, reasons. Let's for, say to to, uh, to, to, to get say. Yeah, to get impress covered. other people, get covered. Good, so, good. okay. So, th- therefore, the the only thing I want to be aware of is the action. There is, I mean, I, I'm 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 self aware of everything I want to be aware of. That that's what I was just realizing that it's not. So, so the, not that I'm not self aware. Uh, I'm, I'm actually did, did something positive come out that you saw potential for? Was there potential for something positive? coming to be, to be less concerned about other people's uh, paying attention to you? I'm not really clear what you're bringing out. I, I was he's just, just, he's just saying thought, the exercise made him realize that he's already self-aware of whatever he wants to be self-aware of. <laughs> no, I mean, that is kind of what I was, that, that, what, what, I, what I thought the, the vart was that everyone's self-aware of what they have interest in doing. I'm not, I'm not sure I agree with you. I, I, my assumption, based on you know what I heard, and which sounds quite reasonable, is people in most part are not being aware themselves when they're doing something. They're just very busy doing. Maybe, maybe that's because maybe, maybe that's they may, maybe maybe wanting to do it for the sake consciously, the sake of recognition, etc. But they're not thinking at the time necessarily. Oh, I'm going to do this. The people should see me and you know be so impressed with me. It's a hard kind of thought to, you know, keep in your mind. It doesn't make you feel very good about yourself. So okay, fine. So e- I would assume it's not conscious. Fine, but the, the, there's, still, there's still no hechroch for him to be self-aware because he has motivations to do the, the, the thing he's doing already. No, there's definitely no hechroch. This is not a matter of hechroch. It's just a recommendation that we should try to do this and see what happens. I can't tell you for yourself what might happen. Um, I certainly would not want to ruin for you opportunity for anything that could happen naturally by suggesting to you something that you know, could potentially happen in a very good way. I would like to see what might happen when you do it on your own, you know, benachas. Of course, there's no denying, there's no denying this will require slowing things down quite a bit or at least a little bit. You know, if I'm in a big rush, so it's very, it's harder to be having that, you know, calm observation of what I'm doing when I'm just rushing through it. So it might, might require a little patience. No, I, I agree. Um, I, when, when you gave time to do it, I, I, I tried it. What I observed was the fact that normally when I do things, it's not necessarily for these reasons. Therefore, there's there is no self awareness about it because that's not the motivation for it. I, I think I, you went someplace else. You went to analyze what you do when you do something. I was asking you to do something very different. I was asking you just to imagine yourself being aware of yourself doing some good action. No more than that. 
as if to say, I'm asking you to be aware of yourself as you're speaking. It's part of this Chavura, to be aware, what am I doing now? I am sharing a thought about the topic of doing mitzvot and being aware and motivations that is um, relevant to our life. Just being aware that you are doing it. No, no more than that. That's what I'm asking to try to do. Of course, it's hard with something like this. It's too sort of too natural. But you, when you come to do a mitzvah, so it's okay. I'm coming to say, like I mentioned, the birchas Yotzar. I'm coming to start stabbing shachris goal Yisrael about to say Hashem I'm aware that I'm coming now to say the words of Tfilah shachris before Hashem. Is it? Is it that? Is that even possible? Like that strikes me as unnatural. It's like when you're in like the height of your achievement, you know, you're being makir Hashem to like, oh, let's stop and analyze what's. It's, it's like you know, halavai. You know, if like LeBron James is going in for a dunk, he's not like stopping to think like, oh, what am I doing right now? Right. But if he would practice mindfulness, he would be able to be fully aware that is going in for this dunk, and he will be able to experience it in the fullest fashion. Um, <laughs> with much I, I'm not sure if I missed something. That he actually experiences. But okay, it's, it's definitely, definitely not natural for us. I'm not suggesting this is a natural thing to do. It happened to me one time, you know, not even intentionally. What? So to, 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 to suggest this is a natural state is by no means, you know, the case. Shut that off and come over here. Isaac, wait, hold on. I'm, I think I missed something but because um, I just want to back it up a little bit. What a, what a pleasant surprise guest appearance by Dolby. <laughs> the guy, yeah, the guy, for, I yeah. on, but good. <laughs> this guy, like, first doesn't even tell me what this is about, just says I must come, whatever. It is yes. what it is at this point. Yes. Uh, to me, I thought the exercise was just to view yourself doing something or doing a mitzvah. Observing yourself and you're, as you're about to do it and as you're doing it. That's right, it. and you're talking, and at least it seems like yeah. you're talking about this mind-breaking or not mind-breaking, this, this groundbreaking and uh, mm -hmm. so, sort of revolutionary thing by pausing and becoming aware of what you're doing. I just... Yeah looked at what I was doing and saw someone who is going through a robotic road action. So like now, uh, Oh, okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. That, 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 that that's very telling. It could because be. It's very I was, I thought that might, might happen that somebody would say that, but that's very, that's very significant. You are saying that your sense of your doing mitzvot is like so, so habituated. And even when you observe it, all you see in yourself is somebody doing something by habit and by rote, as if like a robot. No, I know exactly what I did. Like, let's say, like, looking today at the davening I, I just came from, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. take, a, take a step back. Look no, at what no, I did. no, 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 no. I, I, I apologize. I love you. I apologize. I did not suggest that you should look at what you did already. I wanted you to imagine yourself now saying, I said, go to the kitchen, pour yourself a drink, get ready right. to say Shahako, and watch, observe yourself as you make the bracha. Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu Melech Right. Not, not as a device to get you to say the bracha slower. 100%. It may, it may, so it may, I know exactly. Happen, 
may happen automatically, but it wasn't a trick to get it to slow down. It was just aware. recommending to be aware of yourself. You're saying the bracha and you're observing yourself saying the bracha, not as a means of catching yourself saying it wrong, not as a Fine. means of getting yourself to say it right, just right. to be aware of this, the fact that yeah. you are doing it. Right. So this is two. Th- so I mean, it's the same thing. It didn't change. It's, it's, it's it's a surprise that, that I made a bracha and then once I made a bracha, it's like, okay, but there's no conscious, there's, there's definitely no conscious thought behind that. It's just uh, something from, from pre-1A. Okay, so, so, so you, at the time that you are, you're saying that, I'm not, you know, we don't know for sure this will, will happen, but you're saying what you imagined happening, that you would be observing yeah. yourself saying the bracha would be, you're watching yourself do this, uh, habit form thing from the early youth and here we go again just like staying the bracha one two three that you're used to right. doing just by habit by rote since you're a little boy because because i know myself uh, is there is that an, like am i supposed to take an objective viewpoint of someone who doesn't know me i'm supposed to look at myself no. like someone who does you're supposed to be observing yourself as you are 100 percent. okay um right okay but so but self called self the imagination is, may not be an exact replication of what happens actually in real life. So it is okay. Kedai to actually do it in real life and see what happens. But one thing I think we can all agree, that if up until now we were just going on autopilot and we try to be aware of ourselves as we are on autopilot, they will not be on autopilot anymore. Because <laughs> we will be observing ourselves in the quote-unquote autopilot mode and then already it will have to change. It will perforce be different. It will well, not just be zoned out because we will be attending to ourselves and observing ourselves and being the person who is conscious of ourselves as we are doing it. Now, what else will happen from that? That we don't know yet. And that, you know, cannot probably just, I, I would say guilt as I just plow through the bracha anyway. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. This is, this is not intended, again, it's not intended as a, uh, a, a means of catching ourselves. It's only meant to be familiar with, to be comfortable with, to becoming sort of used to or, or trained in or familiar with being aware of myself when I'm doing something. And it's, it's, it's much too soon to imagine what might come out of it. Certainly, and, and, and it may vary from person to person in a very big way. Okay, now Isaac. Bakasha. Here, take the floor. Go. Well, they can see me on this video already. That's going to be weird. Okay, so <laughs> take that one. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to not going to be a problem with the two, two no, mics. No, because I'm going to come through your mic. Okay. I think. Okay. Well, I was thinking, like, when I was doing it, it made me feel like a director, where like it was less of a fee- of an internal feeling about like you're go you're you're sort of on autopilot. You're going through the motions of all these actions. You have whatever it is you're thinking about. Usually, other things you're thinking about. Well, you know what your wife said to you as you left the house. You're thinking about the pain in your mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about the ten pounds you put on over the last three weeks. Right. And you just told them the next deal, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when you when I was observe, I was observing myself like sort of watching, like watching it from mm-hmm. out of body. 
Mm -hmm. So it's like, like, okay, well now you see other things. You you don't see those things. You see other people in the scene. You see the choreography of it. You see how things are sort of supposed to fit with each other. You see more detail. You notice things like, does the scene look right? What's going on in the scene? Like that's, I'm, not, I'm not saying that this is any way practical what you're looking for. This is my experience. Like there's a thing in... So were you, were you actually seeing yourself or you were yeah. seeing a lot of else? I was seeing myself, but I was seeing a lot of the things that, are, that don't... I was not seeing the things that make it very hard to be in the moment, usually, which are all the things that are in your brain. Whereas when you're, when like you're observing yourself out of body... So that eliminated you know, those things. It eliminated those things. Oh, that's fascinating. Like, so that's fascinating. there's a thing sometimes like... Commissioner, sure everybody catch that? Everyone caught it. Great. So <laughs> sometimes, sometimes to remember, like sometimes I want to remember, like this is something I read, I read this somewhere a while ago, like for memory. It's like, let's you go on a nice vacation. And like, you really don't, like a couple of years later, you guys don't remember anything. Like your kids are growing up, you don't remember. Like I don't have like, so there's a technique, which is probably, a, seems like similar to what you're talking about, which you want to remember, you want to remember something. And you just let, every detail of the scene like wash over you. And like I have some of these very vivid, clear memories of like a moment with a kid, with one of my kids or a moment on a vacation, a ski vacation. And every, it's like four years ago, but it's like unbelievably clear. And you, and you, you just let your mind uh, pick up all external details. It could be the some, a way a person kicked a pebble and the pebble bounced off a fire hydrant. And it's the shade of a color that was a little strange or it was the smell that the wind carried. Mm-hmm. things that really you wouldn't focus on but it just it just solidifies the memory and the scene and how you felt in that time like really for a long time in a, like a strangely clear way okay and i think this out-of-body visualization was like those things where you were aware of oh it was a weird thing so so what was the similarity between these two um it's not because it's 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 not an in, you're you're eliminating all the internal things that make it difficult or impossible to experience something in like in like the rich presence of the moment because you're worried about whatever it is that was past or future or or like narcissistic things like whatever it could be like something bothering you pain whatever but if you're in this like outside external angle looking down into the scene and you just you become aware like it's like a it's like a director who's directing a scene isn't so concerned with like what the each person's like morning was like it's like the scene's got to work like the things these things have to fit together and i'm like i'm able to choreograph so, so, I have a director. so you're saying when i am observing myself i i can become like that director you feel like you feel more like you feel more like detached from the emotions right. and you have like a you're you're, you're okay. You're, you're focused on the greater. See, I, have, I, have, I have a hunch, um, just from trying a little bit, that it might make it um, a lot easier to be paying attention to what we're saying. Because as opposed to the, the active, like, um, forcing myself to have kavana kind of a uh, effort, I'm forcing it in a bad way, but like consciously trying to focus, trying to think, trying to do the thinking, which is like stressful and often doesn't work so well. It's more like, okay, I'm observing what I'm doing and watching what I'm doing. What am I saying here? What are the words that I'm saying? 
I'm saying these words. I'm saying Baruch Atvashem King So I am I am aware of what I'm saying in a much calmer, in a certain sense, like a natural kind of a way. It's not like I'm trying to think what it means. I'm just watching it. And I and I and I'm able to see what I'm saying. I'm able to be aware of what I'm saying. So that might also be a uh, a benefit, but that's um, by no means you know, the entirety or maybe even the primary benefit that could potentially come. Uh, anybody else? That's okay, not a must. <laughs> no, no one is required to. Uh, Robbie, Robbie, respond, I have a good question. You have something? Go ahead. Are we Go talking, ahead. I'm sorry, I missed the first couple of minutes. Are we talking in the moment or after the moment? In the moment, I'm suggesting. I, I, wouldn't, I would think, based on what was just discussed, in the moment, wouldn't this, um, you know, pullback mentality of evaluating the situation limit the amount that come on a week and a half? No, not, that's not evaluating. That's, it's very important to, to clarify. It's not a matter of evaluation. It's just observation. I am, I am... I am both on stage and I am the audience. I am the one who is doing the action. I am doing the mitzvah. I am saying the bracha. And I am also aware of myself and observing myself as I am doing it. Uh, uh, so observing, <laughs> observing yourself as you're doing it, as opposed right. to pushing the limits in, in kavana or whatever. There's, no, there's no, no, pushing, no pushing the valve over here. This may or may not help for kavana. I have a a hunch that it might be able to be uh, quite a bit helpful for Kavana. In the moment? Yes, yes. Yeah. How? <laughs> you, have to, you have to experience it. Now, there's no guarantee that people experience it the same way. But uh, again, there's one, one thing that we can all agree upon. That if somebody had been functioning on complete autopilot, and if he tries to be aware of himself and what he's doing, he's already out of that state. Can no longer be functioning without any awareness of what he's doing when he's intentionally trying to be aware of himself, what he's doing. And just observing himself in a very calm, you know, non-judgmental, very relaxed kind but of Robbie, way. That, that would be... That would myself be doing it and knowing that I'm doing this. Knowing and being aware, saying, I'm coming to Zavin, I'm putting out my film, I'm coming to learn us on Torah, getting together with Mechavedim to have a little shemuz, and we are doing this, and I am, I am aware that I am doing this, and I am aware that I am contributing to the conversation, I, and I hear what I'm saying, and I am conscious of my participation in these um, worthwhile activities. Brother Go ahead. Uh, I have something I wanted to um, no, add. It wasn't necessarily you're my. Under, you're, you're underwater right now. Hold on a second. You got to get above the water. got to get above the water. Hold on. Coming up. Coming out of my fish tank. Any better? Mm, not a lot. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. All right, this should be better. Okay, that's better. Go ahead. 
Wait, who's, uh, talk so who's talking? Who's talking? Dex? Avi Kuttner. Oh, Man, Avi how you doing, brother? Okay. All right. Okay, go, go ahead, Avi, go ahead. Um, so, first of all, we have something like, um, you know, in certain parts of Tila, like before Baruch Shammar, we have Naharini Mukhun Mazuman to Dam Sukhita Zimra. So, I think that there are certain concepts already incorporated into Tila and different, different mitzvahs. If somebody says, uh, you know, Haredi Mukhun Mazuman, um, that can kind of help somebody get into the right frame of mind. Absolutely. Um, I have another case that's a very clear example. The, the, the parasha that we say before putting on tefillin, that tefillah, which has many uh, um, aspects that are kavana that is really um, very important for the mitzvah, very necessary for the mitzvah, where we're talking about that I am putting it on, and through this I am putting my heart and my mind into the service of Hashem. So it's like describing yourself and what you're doing. Go ahead, please continue. Um, no, I'm just thinking that maybe it's Kedida, um at some point, maybe next time, do like a, a mindfulness exercise so people can get a different, I guess people can get a better perspective on what we're talking about when we're talking about, you know, being in the moment, not just mentally, um, and maybe like listening to uh, Rip John Cabot himself or, you know, I don't know. For a couple of minutes, might be an interesting uh, idea. Yeah, yeah, I definitely hear that. You know, if you want some uh, good, um, good help on this uh, basic concept, I would refer you to uh, a book that's called Mindfulness for Beginners uh, by Mr. Kabat-Zinn. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the attending audio is also very interesting. And uh, it's just describing... Um, different ways this concept of just being aware of what is transpiring i'm suggesting this application which is the a pretty simple one of um doesn't take a lot of time we're and not spending any extra time through it of just being aware of myself when i'm doing a mitzvah i'm trying to see what will happen if I try actually, and of course, it's, it's, it's reasonable to assume that there, that there are levels and levels of this awareness, of this attentiveness. Now, of course, uh, there are levels of people's capacity for attentiveness. Some people, you know, can pay attention for a split second, some for a couple of seconds. So the better a person is able to focus and stay focused is uh, you know, something that can expect to have more of a experience of that. We're trying to have an experience in doing the mitzvah as opposed to trying to get it done. Well, that awareness of it is potentially helpful to create in my doing it, actually experiencing it. But uh, like I say, in order for this to happen naturally, it's really best if um, it's not coached too much. I also I want to add, add one more thing. It's better um, to be unpredictable. Go ahead. Um, something that Yitzi uh, asked before, I think, he says, 
you know, if, if someone's paying attention to what their mind is, is doing, what well, bonus they're making, etc. So I think according to mindfulness, um, they would say that that is being mindful. You're paying attention to where you're, you know, where you're at in the moment. And I think, you know, I've actually heard John Kabat-Zinn himself say that according to meditation, according to mindfulness meditation, everybody has a level of ADHD. Everyone has a level of attention deficit disorder because, you know, the way we roll, no, no one's naturally paying attention, you know, without any pushing themselves to focus. So I think the first step is being aware that, hey, it's really hard to pay attention to davening and, or whatever myths I'm doing. And when I'm not actually just trying to get it over with and I'm paying attention to what's happening for me, then that could be a scholar to actually paying attention and putting in more focus because I'm there. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's very, very much part of it. I think you're right. It's very much part of it to be aware of what is going on in my mind and in my feelings when I'm doing that mitzvah, when I'm coming to that. I should try to be as fully aware as possible, not just of the bare fact that I am coming now to say the bracha, but aware of my saying the bracha and how I'm saying the bracha and how I'm feeling it, whatever is going on, including that my mind is wandering in the middle of it. Yes, that's all, all part of it. But um, I'm hoping that uh, if we try this, um, it could be a um, very fascinating kind of uh, experience. I'm sure no one minds if the if the shear is a little shorter than usual. But hopefully we'll be able to continue next week. People could share some of their experience if they try to do this. And this is not a demand, it's not a requirement, but it's only a very sincere request to try to find a place where it's not expected to do it, you know with everything, all the time, of course, that's much, much um, beyond our capacity, but to try to find a place in our mitzvah experiences during the course of the week, where we could pick out to try to be self-aware in that setting, in that situation, and see what might be discovered. I hope you can trust me on this. <laughs> um, but, but again, um, the, 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 there can't be any loss involved. And there, I think there could be potentially some very, um, very good gain. Rabbi, In a certain sense, I... a person who wasn't doing it for the sake of the obligation of the mitzvah, just wasn't thinking at all, may have an advantage because he doesn't have any very firmly ingrained relationship to the mitzvah of trying to get kavod, trying to be yitzay. He just was doing it without thinking at all. So in a certain sense, it's like starting from scratch. A person who was always doing only out of habit, like in the earliest age, 
and now is going to try to stop and start to be aware, then um, who knows what might come from that. Might be, um, might be very interesting. Okay, go ahead, Yitzi. I'm just, I just want to try to understand just one thing, just to understand what Rabbi's saying. So I understand, yeah. obviously, there are benefits. I'm sure we all know there are benefits of mindfulness. And just based on my past reading and everything, I always understood that, I know from Rabari Kaplan and many other uh, books that I've read, that, that the, the way to mindfulness um, for Jews is by focusing on something specific, whether whether it's some mantra or some, some, some spiritual thing. And through that, ending up being extremely mindful of the situation you're in, as opposed to, I would say, more of a secular way of meditation or mindfulness, which is to experience the moment and not think about anything. Is Rebbe saying that there's no difference as long as you become mindful of what you're doing, whichever path works so, for you? So, so, so in all honesty... I'm not intending to enter into that entire topic, you know, of the, the broader topic, which Dr. Zimmerman already touched on when he talked about how a person can alleviate the, the negative emotions that they have towards themselves through just being able to observe them and be aware of them and discover that they are not my true self if I'm able to observe them. I was touched on last Tishabov, but I, I'm not intending to go into that whole topic. I'm trying to focus just on one very simple thing where I don't see room for you know any um, sort of a <laughs> debate of a person's awareness of himself, being aware of myself in doing the mitzvah, which we have basis in Torah. So the, the Rambam, so the Sharm, person is coming. To start Davin, he should be aware the Fine Huataime. I who am I before whom am I coming to Davin? That's how it's described. Before well, Rabbi, that's a specific, I, that's a specific focus. Right. But I'm saying the, the idea, or like 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 Avi mentioned about SP, I'm preparing my mouth to come to 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 say sorry, same Sukhan Zimra. We have basis in the Torah that there is a, a, a need and a place for a person being aware of himself. I'm, I was only intending it to address the um, extreme situation, the most challenged, challenged situation, a person literally being an autopilot, doing Kamat everything completely by rote, as Dovi was describing before. He says, all I will be aware of is that I'm doing this by rote like I got used to when I was a very young child. So, now... <laughs> you don't see a potential no, negative? No, I see a potential no, there's negative. No, there's no guarantee that this is going to correct that. I'm not suggesting that. But at the very least, it, it has to be lessened when a person is trying to be aware of himself, which we can be, that I will not be as totally spaced out. What's the potential negative? For someone who is about to, let's say, I mean, negative is a is a interesting word. It's relative here, but you may say it's okay. that it's positive. It's 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 a positive as opposed to the person's now thinking as opposed to not thinking before. 
but potentially someone who walking into, let's say, davening, who was about to just daven on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And now they stop and say, I'm about to daven. And then they think, why am I going to daven? Like, what am I going to accomplish by davening? Mm-hmm. And then they just like have all these like negative depressed feelings. Like I have no reason to daven right now. Like if not for the fact that I'm so like, I was commanded to daven or if not for the fact that like it's some, it's a routine of my day, there would honestly be no reason for me to walk into this minion. And so it's almost like it's a, it's a, it's a pull away from, from the davening as opposed to just like, okay, they would have davened, maybe had some kavan at certain points, gone about their day, their chakras or whatever and walked out. Now it's like, I don't, I don't need this. There's no reason for me to, to daven. It's just annoying. Uh, I, have no, I don't you, want to uh, daven. I, I, are, you, are you imagining this um, based on what you heard from somebody else, based on your own experience? No, no, no. I've had this experience before. Usually when I'm like, I'm already, let's say, not feeling good, wake up, not like, wake up late. And it's just like, consciously, I know I'm about to go daven, and I, and I think to myself, why am I going to daven? Like, why should I just, like, I, if I was man enough, I wouldn't daven, because there's no reason for me to daven. But, now, do you, do, you, do you really not have an answer to that question? I mean... Do you, do, do you honestly <laughs> not have the answer? Do you, do you really not know a good answer to that question? I'm not talking about feelings. I'm talking about just pure intellect. Your brain, do you have an answer to that question? What, Why what should you, I doubt it? A, a, a satisfactory I mean, answer. I mean, do you not have yeah. it? Well, I mean, it depends. Depends what if you mean <laughs> if you mean properly, Davin, then may, then then yeah, there's a great answer. But but the but my davening that I'm about to do at oh, eleven thirty oh, for okay. ten minutes. Oh, okay. So okay. Well, so that's the conscious, but that's the conscious thought. The conscious thought is like, why am I about to do this for the next 15 minutes? This is clearly like a, a waste of time. Okay, so of course I can't tell you this halacha, but you know I can imagine that some big rebbe might tell you that it will be kedai if you not to daven that davening, and it should bother you, and you should ask yourself. So then, what is davening really supposed to be like, and how is my is my davening really worth anything? And then go search and ask the Chachamim and learn the Sfarim and discover whatever you need to discover to be able to realize how that 10 minutes is Taka Chashiv and what kind of davening really is supposed to be like and what is worth trying to do and get on a, a proper... You know so what if I mean? you're like, saying that that's, course, if you're saying that that's the some, positive... There may, be, there may be some turmoil if a person stops the autopilot and asks himself, so why Taka should I do this? There may be turmoil. Yes, no doubt about it. So you're saying, but it's still positive turmoil. Um, it's worth it. It's Rabbi, worth it. what about the it's potential? Remember, remember, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to give you one second before I forget. Don't, don't go away. Um, when, when, when there are different life situations where, you know, I could have tried to encourage my children to go to davening, I had the thought... But I heard from Rabbi Yashiv that the Iker of davening is a Vodesh He said you shouldn't rush to daven or to make Kedusha. The Iker of Tefillah is a Vodesh Tefillah is a If you force it, if you pressure it, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna prevent it from becoming an Vodesh someday. It's not Kedah.
to reach that is not a simple, not a simple accomplishment in the Chanam. So, so, you know, davening is hard, but to have some, something of it, something of it, has to start someplace. <laughs> you could do it, you could do it. Okay, yes, Yitzi, yes, go ahead, go ahead. I might be off subject right, but Rebbe kept, um, keeps asking what's the potential negative. I think these techniques, uh, these techniques that Rebbe is discussing, it's very difficult to master. It takes a very long time. Hold a second. Hold it. What did I? What techniques did I discuss that you're referring to? <laughs> I was what reading. did I discuss? <laughs> you know about them, and I read a little bit about them for the first time, but I didn't discuss them very much. I think there's different techniques to mindfulness, and I, and, I, and I think they're very hard to implement and very hard to master. Right. And, and I think the potential negative of utilizing one over the other is that if it's not the ultimate technique for us as from Jews, then we might be taking the wrong path, no? Um, I was only referring to as opposed to As opposed to it being better than, than just going with the motions. Um, so, so listen, if you have already tried and have not had a, a satisfactory experience, no, you know, I have. I'm not going to, I, I'm I not going to had, judge that. I've had good experiences, but uh, okay. I didn't use this technique. That it seems like Rebbe's. Um, I'm, I'm only, I'm only referring to the simple aspect of being able to be aware of myself in a very calm, just obs- observational manner, just. Being aware of myself, observing what I'm doing. I didn't even enter into the air, which, like I say, Shlomo Zimmer already touched on last, last Tishabov, of being aware of my thoughts, being aware of my feelings. There's a beautiful chapter, the beautiful chapter he writes about, like, it's just like, it's just like, uh, you know, the water passing by, bubbles on the water. It's like the thoughts are coming, the feelings are coming, the mind is full of thoughts and feelings. They're just thoughts, they're just feelings. We let them define us, we let, let them control us. Okay, that's a whole sugya that's worth to explore. That's, that, that, that's not what I'm entering in yet, or at least not right now. I know I'm just talking about the very basic, being able to be aware of myself, observing myself in just like a, you know, a very calm, non-judgmental, non-analytical, just push it like a camera, I'm just a camera watching myself, seeing myself coming to the start to say Baruch Sha'ama. I'm watching Yehuda Yuleib coming about to say Bracha Asher Yatza. <laughs> and what is he going to do? Let's see what happens. <laughs> but try to I, I think know, look at yourself and as you're doing it, watch yourself as you're doing it and see what happens in a full way. Be aware of what is, what is, what is transpiring in your mind and heart. And Dobie says what, happened, what, what, what could happen to him, what he imagines happening is, is he think to himself, why should I dive in altogether? It's, uh, it's not going to be really worth it. How much can I have at 1130 at night? Okay, that's a valid observation. He's aware of his feeling of not having uh, such great chashivas of that kind of a davening. It's very understandable to have that feeling. Is there a way to address it? There could be a way to address it. 
that's 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 at a different time. That's hopefully you know sometime soon. But the first step is to be. So I'm just curious. Why is this the first step? To be fully step, engaged. Rabbi. To be fully Rabbi, why alive. is this? Why is this the first step? Not, on, not zoned out on autopilot. Why is that the first step, Rabbi? Um, why isn't the first step just focusing on Hashem? What's the difference? They're both very difficult to do. Um, my, I think I'm more, we're more able to be aware of ourselves as the first step, as opposed to aware of Hashem. Since we could sense ourselves very tangibly, now, of course, if we have a real sense of self, it's going to get very close because the seichel, where is the seichel coming from? Of course, it's everything that we're aware of ourselves, our yudais, our nisyanis, our kayach abachira. It's all going to be the most powerful reflections on Hashem, like the Chavos Lavavos described in Shara Bechina. But, but again, in terms of just shifting out of autopilot to at least being aware of an autopilot, being aware I'm on autopilot and doing everything out of habit is already madrega. <laughs> That's already not the same as just being an autopilot without being aware I'm on autopilot. The kayak of the Eitzara is letting life just like follow its normal course. Life is just going. It's just like all the actions, reactions, just you know whatever comes naturally. So at least I'm observing all those actions and reactions taking place naturally. I'm observing them. I'm aware of them. <laughs> At least I'm conscious of the fact that these things are taking place. But, but here we're only talking about when I'm doing a mitzvah. That's all. My, 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 my feeling was, what would it be if I did the mitzvah for its real reason? What would that be like if I knew why I should be doing it? And then, okay, step by step. Like is it is, is, is this a different exercise than someone thinking before he does something why am I doing this mm-hmm. very very different so could could you could you explain to me again the difference I, I'm not I'm not yes. understanding yes I understand the different uh, it's a different thought process but just how would it play a difference um, that that we can't know until we experiment with each one. So there is a very important basis to think, why am I doing something? And then there's also a place to be observing myself as I'm doing it with my reasons why I'm doing it. And, I'm and, that's, myself, and that's coming from the Rambam and the Mesil Sishar? Um, it's, not, it's not coming from there as a directive of the Torah that you must be doing this. There are places where it is proper and part of the process of the mitzvah. But the mere fact that this is possible in the human experience shows that it is possible. Now what will happen from it, that is going to be up to you to discover. And hopefully you'll get to hear more from a lot of other people what they may have discovered. But if they don't, and you discover nothing, and they discover nothing, then this experiment will uh, not have it accomplished much. <laughs> so <laughs> there will not, not be a proof that it was not worth trying. <laughs> I will not prove, at the very least, again, allow me just to, to repeat, um, uh, you know, there's no amount of times that's too many. 
that to change from a state of complete autopilot, no thought about what I'm doing, just acting just by rote habit, to get out of that is a mapecha, phenomenal mapecha. Can you give us a hint but, of what to expect? Well, no, it's too individualistic. You're not a good salesman. Um, that's that's the that's the risk that you have to take. You know, I I, I cannot allow myself to do something that would tarnish. You know, when when the uh, when they try to observe the animals and natural habitat, it doesn't work. <laughs> When the photographers and the video graphers try to video the animals in natural habitats, they are not able to because the animals sense the human beings that are present in the natural habitats and is no longer natural. So any amount that I intrude into your natural habitats will make it unnatural. So I was trying to, are you able to so explain? I, I, all I can say is that there are certain experiences in life that enable you to develop trust. <laughs> and you could use this one to gain some trust in another person. <laughs> so how often should we practice this exercise? But I'm not promising anything. Um, that's very individualistic. I'm just suggesting to pick out something in the day that you could see being conducive for it. I happen to be finding that, that, that it's working for me by Asha Yotza. You seem, you seem to be wanting to, the, 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 there seems to be a need um, of a person to be mindful of, of um, brachos he's making, the, the words he's saying when he's davening. It sounds like the way you're solving that is, is a, a person, there's an no. issue that a person's on autopilot no. and this is a solution. This is not intended to be a solution. Oh, oh for, for being on autopilot, yes. Okay, so I, I, I just want to know why. To be, but, but what's bad about autopilot? That, no, 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 that, I'm, that I'm, I'm not asking what's bad, about, what's bad about autopilot. I'm just wondering, let's, what would be lacking from just the exercise of thinking about why am I doing this action right now? Why would that not solve autopilot? I don't think it's possible to start that way. Sometimes the autopilot, I don't think you can tell him Try to think about why you're doing something. It's too fast. You can't stop and think why he's doing something. But if you tell him, think about yourself. Be aware of that you are, of this that you are doing something. I think that maybe could work. But don't ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't tell you. If I can just, if I can I just think jump that, in there you know, for a second. Your, your, your interest in yourself is enough to empower you to be observing yourself. You could have enough interest about yourself to want to be conscious, to want to be self-aware, to be curious enough to be the observer of your own performance. But to think about why are you doing something, you heard that, you know, you heard that schmooze many, many times already. Didn't work. Can't have to try so, something different, you never know, you know. Okay. Okay. Last question. Go ahead. Um, this is a, this wasn't a question. I just thought you, you might appreciate hearing it. Oh because, yes. Yeah. Please. Um, I believe I heard this from 
the singer of a Grimba. So I'm calling her a Grimba here. Um, on Jesus, in Erechus Tzadikim. In Erechus Tzadikim talks about Jesus. So yes. um, people have the wrong perception. I think this idea of mindfulness fits in really well with when people hear Jesus, you know, the definition in English is alacrity, right? Or like whatever. And people miss, miss Tyson to mean like going fast. Right. And it's, it's the opposite. It's, and the word of Arthur uh, Sadiq, I forgot the Lushan, but, but the way I remember Rabbi Grimblad was, I forgot wh- where I remember hearing this is. I think maybe I was in Miami and I, I don't remember the re- some type of shoes, but the bottom line was that it was the whole idea of Jesus was being able to focus on what you're doing in the moment and prioritizing that I need to do this now as opposed to the next thing. And I think maybe there's some quote as Avram by the Akeda that he was doing one thing at a time and he had to prioritize. And I think it's just an interesting idea to to um, tie in with this, how like, again, if someone's not being mindful, so then Jesus, it's all, it's like almost, it's right, so exactly what the problem is. I heard percent but this, this could be like a preparation for that. In order to be focused on what I'm doing, completely focused on what I'm doing, I have to first be aware of myself doing. Before right. I gain awareness that I am doing something, I'm just, they're just happening, then I cannot be focused on that which I'm doing. I'm just, it's just happening. So I have to first be aware, oh, I am now going to do the Akedah. I am now going to do this mitzvah. Well, let me then focus on it completely and not be distracted by anything else. But that has to first be the full, the full experience of it, the full awareness of it, the full engagement in it that needs my awareness of my being involved in this valuable thing. Okay, I think it's... Uh, a good pausing point. But I urge everyone to find a place in the day and um, be ready to share whatever you can. But Mr. Shem, next week, I'm very anxious to hear.